We are Unqualified Parenting. We're here to do the work researching topics so that you don't have to. We're a dad and a mom aiming to bring you our own unique perspective from our two very different blended families. Hi, Jen. Hello. How are you? I'm happy that you're here. We are in the studio, social distancing. We're social distancing. Our state is slowly starting to open. And we talked about it and we are like, you know, you're super careful. We're super careful. I ate my Lysol this morning. Yeah, I I injected sunshine right into my butt. (laughs) So yeah, we are in the studio. Yay. Yay. Let's hope things sound quality's better. Let's hope things keep getting better. Yeah. I'm worried about this like second wave. And there will be a spike for sure. And no one like we still don't know if you develop like an immunity all the way. I mean, it's gonna keep changing just like all the viruses, so Which was weird because they say this one is a slow to mutate. It's like I don't know. Anyways, we're not doing that today. We're not doing that today on this episode. No, we're not. We're not talking about any of that shiz. What is that? What? Exactly. (laughs) What's nice about in person too, I've done some Zoom girls nights and some Zoom hangouts, and there's nothing more frustrating than being like in the middle of a cool story or something funny, or you're mad about something and you're talking, and then everyone else on your screen freezes and you realize that your internet went out, and it it just ruins it. It it kills it. Yeah. It kills it. Coronavirus kills it. Oh shit. We talked about it. <laughs> Um, what are we talking about today? Respectful parenting, or also known as right parenting. Can respectful parenting not be right parenting? I think that right parenting is just kind of a coined term to... It's kind of like Montessori. That's, you can do some of the Montessori stuff, but for people to kind of know what you're talking about, it's easier to just say, oh, it's a Montessori preschool. Well, maybe we should tell people what RIE parenting is. It stands for Resources for Infant Educators. Educators. sounds so <laughs> cheesy and lame. Yeah. It's like, hey, I've got a daycare and I want to teach kids. I'm going to call it edu. Care? Educate while I care. I care. I don't just educate. I educate. We're going to touch your children in ways that (laughs) we care. (laughs) So I was going to do talk about infants and toddlers. Okay. And then you could touch on some tween and teen stuff since you're right there. Okay. But a lot of people don't realize... You can start this at any time. If your kid's already 12, it's not too late. But a lot of people don't realize if they have a little little baby, it's so easy to forget that they're a person. Yep. Because they're a blob of flesh. Yep. That just came out of you. And they still feel like a part of you. And it physically hurts when they're away from you. And they don't know what the hell's going on. No. But they're still their own person and you should still respect that and one of the ways is if they're staring off at something they're learning if they're staring at a fan checking watching it it, they're 
they're learning, they're trying to figure out what's going on, why it doesn't move sometimes, why it doesn't, doesn't. If, it, if they're staring across the room at a person, they're trying to learn expressions, they're trying to listen to tones, and if you keep putting your face in front of where they're trying to look, oh my God. it's really disrespectful. We're, we're going to touch on like my biggest pet peeve in the entire world <laughs> is baby talk. <laughs> oh my i've never like i used to yell at my ex because she'd do that and i'm like she's not a kitten she's a person like why are you teaching her that that's what you you that's what you want to sound like to her like just being oh anytime i hear anyone baby i'm just like what i do hell? i do talk in a different tone i'll say oh do you want to come look at this like i'll kind of say high pitchy more but I never say, want to Bubba, Mookie and Bubba. (laughs) You're trying to teach them how to speak. Why would you teach them that bottle is Baba? Or like that you have, like every time they see you, it has to be a happy, every time I'm in your face, I'm happy and excited. (laughs) You know, like they they need a break sometimes. Another way is kind of, explaining to them i'm going to change your diaper again this can go all the way up to teens or even your spouse if well, you're going to stop at the you gas shouldn't station be changing your teens diapers i mean you never know <laughs> <laughs> we'll have the to do an episode on teens and diapers <laughs> the explaining of things i meant so if you're going to stop at the gas station on your way to your in-laws house and your spouse doesn't mention it and they just pull over it's kind of weird. Yeah, you're like, you, what the hell? You just kind of like to know what's going on or, or, well, now we're going to be late. When you get in the car with the wife because you're just going to make a quick run to Target and it ends up being Target and Ikea and Hobby Lobby. I feel like this is stemming from somewhere. <laughs> I don't have any specific sources April 15th, 2012. <laughs> but I, I, when, after my divorce and I get my daughter for the summers and whatever, I never looked into like parenting. I never looked into like parenting advice or anything like that. Cause to me, it just kind of made sense. Hey, good morning. Here's what our day is going to be like. We're going to go to the store and then we're going to stop by the park and then we're going to get lunch. And then we have to go to a doctor's appointment and then I'll take you to a toy store and you can look, but you can't get anything today. Mm-hmm. And then as the day went on after each thing gets checked off, all right, here's what's left. Here's what's left. I never had a cranky kid. Just awesome. didn't happen. She knew what was going on. She That's knew where awesome. we were going. She might not have been able to communicate. You know, she's about two or three, but mm-hmm. yeah. And that is lucky because even changing diapers, sometimes I would say, I'm going to change your diaper in five minutes. And she would start having a meltdown right then because she knew it was coming. <laughs> I don't know why she hated it so much for two months or so. But just to, it's their body, it's their space, and if you're going to manhandle them, it's respectful to mm-hmm. let them know. That's also with hugs and kisses. If your little, little baby is trying to squirm away and push your face away, yeah. why would you want to teach them that submission that I'm going to kiss you anyway? Yeah. You don't have I a choice. I want to give you kisses, especially for females. Mm-hmm. I think that's why I had a lot of problems with boys growing up and getting myself in situations that were not great. And I think it's because my grandma, it didn't matter. When I was 10 years old, she'd say, I want to hold you like a baby just for 10 minutes. Come sit on my lap. And I just, it was really weird. weird. And I hated it. And as an adult, after much therapy, I finally confronted her and said, I don't like being touched by you without (laughs) being asked. And she just basically said, 
too bad. That's how I like, that's how I show love. So okay. too bad. Thanks. Yeah. So now I don't see her very often because she's narcissist. Yeah. But I got into a lot of situations that I would not want my daughters to get into yeah. ever. And it's because I was scared. I didn't feel like I could say I don't like that or, or I would kind of push away and feel trapped. I was learned. That's learned behavior. You feel like you're yeah. rude. You're impolite. It's yeah. You can't say no. Yeah. And I know they're babies and you can teach them later, but it's still that, that like if your kid's old enough to say no or to shake their head or to push away, that's like time to respect that. They're going to go through a phase of, they don't want kisses. They don't want hugs. Oh, Finley went through that phase for a while. With yeah. No kisses. Yeah. And then all of sad. a sudden it'll turn around. Kids are trying to figure out control and to see what they have control over. And, and that's body. That should be one of that those That should be things. number one. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that and, like, the safe touch, you know. Um, we were told by our doctor to do it. Uh, safe touch and not safe instead of good touch and bad touch because bad touch can feel good. Mm. And so they might not understand, oh, well, this feels good. This is good touch. Bad touch must be spanking. And so same thing with their body, teaching them safe touch and not safe touch. Yeah, that's a really smart way to yeah. put it. So explanations... Don't be disrespectful to their bodies. Uh, oh, don't overhelp them. Speaking of that, my okay, my daughter enunciates <laughs> super well, and I think it's because I didn't baby talk, blah, blah, wah, wah. I didn't do any of that. And I've had many people say, wow, she can form sentences, and yeah. she's two. It's impressive, Where which is awesome. Aubrey was the opposite when we finally got custody because she had only been baby talked to oh, that's sad. when she was with her mom. And so we had to go through this big phase of like, no, we don't talk like that. We don't, we have to say words and mm -hmm. sentences. It was weird. We had to go through like this five, six month period where we had to like catch her up. Wow. That'd be frustrating. But yeah. Don't, don't do that to your kids. <laughs> uh, also climbing on things instead of telling, if, if they can fall safely, by safely, I mean, they're still going to get hurt, but they're not going to break a leg or crack their head open. Just warn them. I wouldn't climb on that. That would hurt if you're going to yep. fall. Look down. That's concrete. And sometimes they'll stop. Sometimes they won't. Yeah. Or Finley can climb into her own chair as of several months ago. Her booster seat. And when we first saw her do it, I thought that chair is going to tip over on her. Which it, it probably will eventually as she gets there. <laughs> but she just climbs in no problem anymore. Yeah. And she's fallen a couple times, but she can do so much on her own. Yep. Just give them a chance. Don't offer help. Is that how you want them to be when they're older too? Do you want to constantly feel like, oh, I haven't done this before, so I must need mommy or daddy's help? Yeah. No, just let them figure it out. See, Watch and wait. Growing up, I was given like the really harsh treatment where like I, no one was allowed to help me up. You know, no one was allowed to do as I was learning to walk and develop this stuff. Because they said, hey, he's going to develop a, a need for someone to help him at all times. You got to let him life. do his thing, you know. And so, you know, I, yeah, it and, it and it works. Yeah. Kids have to learn consequence. If the only consequence is consequence from listening to you or not listening to you, they don't learn about consequence in the world. And And this does not mean don't help them. If they're getting frustrated, then they ask for your help. Or you can say... That looks that looks frustrating. 
would you like to ask for my help or let me know when you need help? Kind of, you know. We've had to do this with Aubrey like recently. Oh, yeah. They need reminders about it. You'll be like, she'll be in the kitchen and you just hear it. You're like, <gasps> what, the, <laughs> what the hell are you doing? Aubrey, do you need help? No. <laughs> keep her going. All right. You know, and she'd be like, a kick is open. That must be hard for you. That must be frustrating. Well, I can't do it. <laughs> well, then you got to figure something out. Well, are you going to help me? No, you didn't ask politely. <laughs> oh, well, yes. And <laughs> I, I would have helped you like five minutes ago if you would have just asked. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah, that's like a a monthly occurrence. Oh, yeah. You, you have to retrain these things. And for yourself, too. Mm-hmm. There's times where I just want to freaking get out of the house. Sometimes you do have to just get out of the house. But there are times when do I really need to get to Target right yeah. now? Or should I wait the full two minutes it's going to take for Finley to get on her shoes by yep. herself? I should wait the full two minutes because yep. it's going to pay off later. Yeah. 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 We're raising them to be people. Yep. And speaking of that, when they get frustrated, feelings are never wrong. So you shouldn't say, why are you sad? Yeah. Don't get sad. Sad's okay. Yeah. They can be sad. Angry is okay. Can they hit you? That's not acceptable. Can they scream at you? It's not acceptable, Jen. It's (laughs) not acceptable. You look really mad. I think maybe you should try to take some deep breaths. Mm -hmm. You look really like you're going to scream. Maybe try to scream into a pillow in your bedroom. See if that makes you feel better. With Aubrey, she's got her music. Maybe you should go sit down and listen to your music and and chill for a bit. Lily screams into the (laughs) floor. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. 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 Respectful parenting. The other, like, the other big one with kids that Mikkel's guilty of this is not appreciating their time. Oh, yeah. Like, like, Mikkel will be like, hey, Aubrey, I need you to do this. And Aubrey will be like, okay, she'll be in the middle of something. Mikkel will be like, no, do it right now. Mm. And And I have to remind her, I'm like, if that was me asking you, hey, can you do this for me? And you say yes, and then I say no, now. <laughs> You'd be so mad. See, that goes back to the treat them like people. Yeah. No matter what age, they're still people. They're like. It gr- doesn't mean they can get away with murder. Gr- growing up, video games were really important to me for some reason. I don't know why. But what do you were, mean growing up? They were very. I'm, they're still. I haven't grown on. yet, Jen. Oh, I'm okay. still. Okay. And like a lot of these games growing up, like like playing World of Warcraft, big MMO game. There's no pause. I can't pause Oh, no, anything. you have to get to a certain safe spot. You know, you and die. hey, you need to take out the garbage. Okay, you've got to give me like 30 minutes. No, do it right now. And you just screw over all these people you're with. And mm-hmm. like, let them, if it's not something that has to be done now, which is like almost nothing mm-hmm. has to be done right now, then just ask them, hey, what's your schedule? When you get a a place to stop. I need you to do this for me. And I've had to get Mikkel to do that with Aubrey. Yeah. And you get a much better response. Yeah. Much better response. And then if they don't do it by then, then say, okay, I've given you time. You obviously forgot. I'm going to need you to do that. Because I've had to, I've had to be on the Aubrey end with Mikkel before where she's asked me to do something. I said, yes, I'll do that for you, but not right now. I'm going to do that in a couple hours. Mm-hmm. So I'm get, I'm setting the expectation yeah. with you. I'm on it, but you've got to give me a couple hours because I just don't feel like getting up right now. I don't feel like 
doing, you know, yeah. whatever. Yeah. And kids rarely do. Finley, pretty much every time we leave anywhere lately, I have to say, Finley, if you don't come here right now, I'm going to come pick you up and carry you out. Yeah. With, with Aubrey, it was probably really mean. But uh, the place I worked was amazing. They gave me the summers off so that I could be with her the whole time, and they'd still pay me. It was amazing. Why don't you work there still? Um, because I was kind of an asshole after my divorce and got really depressed and ended up getting fired. Oh. Yeah, thanks for bringing it up. <laughs> but, <laughs> what an uh, idiot. <laughs> but I would, I would teach Aubrey that, like, look, if you don't pay attention to where I am, you're going to get left behind. So we'd go to the store, you know, that are usually empty in the middle of the day when it's not a pandemic, <laughs> you know, and we'd walk down aisles and I'd wait for her to not pay attention and I'd walk and just kind of hide around the end of the thing, just kind of watch what she does. And, you know, thankfully then, you know, she'd kind of look around, she'd come find me and, you know, <laughs> she learned really quick that, hey, if you're not with dad, you're going to get left. Yeah. I'm going to leave you behind. Yeah, I'm never coming smart. back. <laughs> yeah, if I, I've made the mistake a couple times of just saying bye, Finley, mm-hmm. and she melts. Yeah. It's, she's sensitive. That's a little bit too far for her. If you yell at her, she cries. <laughs> so we try to save that for when she's about to run in the street or when we've yeah. told her a couple times <laughs> not to do it. Then, then we do that. That was with Aubrey saying the word no. Yeah. She just yep, break down. That's what she does. Just yeah, it's not even yelling. It's just like a stern no. Finley. We're hit. not doing that. She was just a puddle. Yep. So, <laughs> uh. so here's the thing. You can do respectful parenting without doing this rye method. You can do the rye method without doing all of them in there. There's some of those in there that as I was reading through it, I was like, you know, that one doesn't really apply. That's you know, not one I need to worry about. I don't need to like pigeonhole one of these methods into our lives. Mm-hmm. You can pick and choose, but yeah, you know, my rule of thumb is if I wouldn't do that to my wife, I wouldn't do that. You know, to my yeah. daughter, I wouldn't demand something of my wife. I wouldn't demand her time. I wouldn't, you know, you wouldn't snap at her or or break expectations just because you know. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good way to look at it. So, yeah. I mean, as long as you treat your spouse (laughs) well. (laughs) Domestic violence. Yeah. Uh, I learned about this method through the the Unruffled podcast by Janet Lansbury. She has a book called uh, Elevating Child Care, and she's awesome. I I follow probably 90% of what she does, and that's what's kind of cool about this there's no hard and fast rules because a lot of it depends on you and your kid and what works mm-hmm. for you, but it is centered around respect. And there are some things that you can do that are just plain disrespectful that you shouldn't do. Yeah, or, you know, maybe you've got an overly sensitive kid and some of this stuff is going to wreck them mentally. Yeah. Or you've got a child with a disability like autism or something where some of these things aren't going to work as well as others. Mm-hmm. There's no hard and fast rule with kids. But respectful parenting should be a, a top priority. Yeah. That's what I think. <laughs> That's what I think about it. Do you have any uh, teen, teen tips for them? Or um, I mean, I think that wife one pretty much covers it. Well, wife or husband, treat them like you would a yeah. spouse or a friend. Um, Aubrey's, you know, 12, almost 19, I think. And 
I think right now it's privacy. Mm. And so like, like Mikhail has this habit of doing it to both Aubrey and I, just barging in the bathroom. Oh. And I've had to be like, what are you, like, I'm in here. Like, the door was closed. Like, we're in here. And I've had to, like, tell her, you can't do that to Aubrey anymore. You can't. Yeah. She used to bust in and whip open the, like, shower curtain and be like, come on, let's get going. Let's get. <laughs> and I was like, you can't do that anymore. Uh, and awesome. she used to, like, do that to her room, too. And I was like, you can't, you've got to knock. You can't open the door anymore. You can't just. And, See, and <laughs> we have the opposite problem with our stepdaughter. That's what I heard. Yeah. <laughs> She'll just run around, just run from she's, bedroom to bathroom. She stopped walking around naked, which is good. But yeah, she would try to hurry and carry her clothes around naked. And she's she's actually going to be 11 soon. <laughs> and we had to tell her probably a year ago, nine and a half. You can't do you it can't. like that's not that's modest. Not we have okay. to be modest. I'm glad you're comfortable. Aubrey's right now. She'll like come out of the bathroom. She'll have all of her stuff and she'll have her towel wrapped around her, but it will like won't be wrapped around her. It's like go back in, <laughs> put on the towel. But um, but yeah, I mean just gen- general privacy, just like I guess in your home, and privacy with like their electronic devices. I know there's like we did a we did a thing on social media. We did a thing on screen time. There's part where like it's none of my business Mm -hmm. like she told me today she was really excited she's like dad i'm in a chat group and i was like (laughs) like at school flag i was like at school and she's like no she's like she's like one of my friends from you know boys and girls club was able to find everyone's phone numbers and we're all in a big chat group together and i was like that's That's really cool i was like i was like that's great you have people you can connect with and do your thing and honestly, not once did it go through my head to be like, I've got to look in here and make sure that this is all appropriate. Mm. Because she's at that age where she kind of needs to figure that. Like, I'll be there on the big stuff, and I'm going to warn her of the big stuff, but it's not my job to micromanage that. Yeah. And so that's kind of the big one right now is, like, we have to understand that, like, this is a huge transition point, sixth to seventh grade. She yeah. needs this. She well, and they need to feel safe to come to you. It's kind of, again, going back on they're allowed to feel however they want. Some days you just feel sad. Yeah. One of my friends was today saying, I don't know why I just feel sad today. And it, it's really annoying. And sometimes you just have moods like that. Yeah, when Aubrey, when school's still in session, it was Wednesday for Aubrey. And she'd tell us. She's like, I'm really grumpy on Wednesdays because we do this at school on Wednesdays. And I hate it. Oh, thank you. And so we're like, done. So, so on Wednesday, like if she's doesn't seem to be like enjoying anything i'll be like rough day at school and she's like yeah done i got you yeah that's awesome that's really mature of her and and you want them to feel comfortable coming to you saying i feel sad today i don't know why oh that sucks that's hard that's normal yeah especially if you're a female yeah welcome or hey life what did did you eat yesterday yeah you ate like shit yeah Yeah, you're gonna feel like shit today you know yeah what are you thinking about did you ever yeah Mm-hmm. yeah be an emotional safe space yeah with with that and a lot of other things like because c- i know that aubrey's gonna start i mean boys are at the age now where if she gets in a text conversation there might be a lot of inappropriate stuff said and shared and it you know i try to bring it up every now and then with her like in little little drips mm-hmm. so that when it gets there she can feel comfortable yeah because like I never talked to my parents. When when I hit seventh grade, I was done with my parents. Oh, um, yeah, yeah. I rarely talked to them about anything when I was a teenager because they would blow up. Yeah. 
every yeah. time. Yeah, it wasn't worth it. It wasn't worth the fuss. I'd rather just be on my own. Yeah, it's my mom's always had severe anxiety, and it's sad because probably two years ago she said, I'd like you to start coming to me when you're stressed or worried about something. You just always act like everything's okay, and then I find out something big from you, and I, I wish you would come to me with that kind of stuff. And I pointed out, I've never been able to, and you can't ask me at 30, whatever years old to all of a sudden start doing that. And trust. Yeah. Just automatic trust. It doesn't, automatic trust doesn't exist. And plus I've learned to cope without it. It's kind of too late. And I, I hate saying that because I, I put myself in that position. If I were a mom wanting that, I would really hope that they would try so I've, I have tried here or there to reach out, but I'm getting the same responses of overreaction. Like, I, I think a lot of parents don't understand that there is no obligation from our children to us. No. There's no obligation. They don't have to like us. They don't have to take care of us. They don't have they, to tell you anything. They, they, don't ha- they don't have to be in your life. Yeah. And so They're people. when you put these like restrictions on, you, you have to come to me. If you're feeling feeling sad, you have to come to me. You you have to be here. I mean, my parent, my mom's biggest one is, oh, I brought you into this world. I can take <laughs> you out of it. And I was like, I don't owe you anything. You chose to make me. You knew what you were getting into. You brought well, me you here. You didn't know, but you know. You know. Yeah, you brought me here. Yeah. You know. And I'm a person now. And yeah. Just if if you're a parent that feels that your kids owe you anything, they don't. That was your decision. They don't have to tell you anything, really. And here's the thing. I'd much rather my daughter not tell me anything, but maybe have a trusted person inside of our little village that she can talk to. Mm-hmm. So I know that she's talking to somebody. Yeah. It doesn't have to be you. Yeah. And they're not yours to control. But if you give them that safe space of their emotions, they're going to be way more likely to come to you. Yeah. So, yeah, be respectful. Yeah. Just be don't be a fucking dick. Just be good people. Stop it. Just be good people. Don't be an asshole. Like, if you want to do something and it's like a bad thing, just don't. Yeah, try that just, for once. Yeah, try that, dick. Bitch muffin. <laughs> nice. <laughs> um, I think that does it. Yeah. No? So, yeah, just. And if you want more, check out someone who's qualified and listen to the Unruffled <laughs> Parenting Podcast. Yeah, t- turn turn this bullshit <laughs> what off. What are you doing here? No, <laughs> just kidding. And and go check those out, guys. This there's so much. Like I went to research for this episode, and if you just type in R I E space parenting, it, there's just so much. There's there's good and bad. There's pros and cons. There's people who change it all up and don't like. Yeah. There's there's so much out there, and like it all just comes down to don't. Do anything to your kids that you wouldn't want done to yourself. Like, like isn't that what everyone learns? Is the golden rule? Yeah. Like, <laughs> like don't treat others the way you wouldn't want to be treated. Amazes for every time. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Like, so stupid. All right. So I have a game over. I've got. I'm not crying. You're crying. It's my mom's game over. Dun dun dun. Yeah. Um. So there's a one up or game over. And a one-up is where you did something awesome as a parent. And a game over is where you sucked as a parent. Disrespectful bastard.
So we were supposed to go like swearing light. <laughs> is it be, is it when you see me? You, yeah, like, I get excited. Like the language it's just like comes those out. Dogs that are like, <laughs> <laughs> it's just like Tourette's. But it's just like, <laughs> what does that mean about how you see me as a person? You're like, <laughs> either you make me very angry or I'm very comfortable with you. <laughs> I think it's probably pick both. <laughs> I don't think there's one to pick. So. Uh, in April, Disney, which I never called. They were doing it the whole month, and I knew about it, and I never called. They were doing, if you call this one eight seven seven number, then your favorite character, either Donald, Daisy, one of the, you know, five, would tell your kid uh, bedtime, like, like go to sleep, good night, from Mickey Mouse, blah, blah, blah. And <laughs> Mickey Mouse I'm is, watching you. Yeah. <laughs> go to sleep. I'm going to catch you, little kid. <laughs> And I thought that Finley's obsessed with Donald Duck. She loves Goofy and Mickey and Minnie. And I, I never did it. I'm a horrible parent. But anyway, I was telling my mom about it. And I said, it's really cool. You call them and they wish your kid, like, happy bedtime. And talk to him for a second. And the character voice, it's amazing. And my mom said, well, I hope there aren't any subliminal messages in the recording. <laughs> and I just didn't even know what the... <laughs> What to say? Well, like they're like, "Hey, little kid, go to bed. <laughs> I'm gonna eat your soul unless you cut off your wiener." <laughs> yeah. Good night. Good night. <laughs> oh boy. Uh -huh. Oh man. I I was just and I didn't even want to get into it or ask questions, so I just didn't respond. But in my brain. This is why I can't talk about anything because she has anxiety. You should have been like. Oh no! Like, what would you suggest? <laughs> Let me take some notes. Yeah. And make my what own. did you have in mind? <laughs> so she has anxiety, and I always thought I have some level of anxiety because I go through phases where I can't sleep and I can't stop thinking horrible thoughts. And then I stumbled on something. I was subscribed to all these anxiety Facebooks, and I hope this helps somebody else out there. And all these anxiety things, and I never felt like I could really relate to any of them. Did that give you anxiety? <laughs> I'm alone. <laughs> no. Just I don't fit in anywhere. No one's experiencing what I'm experiencing. <laughs> and then I'd have a panic attack. So on Facebook, they have an anxiety and depression group that's really big. And I was in that for a while, and it's the biggest one. And a lot of people say they're tied together, but I never have depression. So... Finally, I was researching just intrusive thoughts. Do you know what intrusive thoughts are? Mm -hmm. Do you want to explain it to people? Yeah, an intrusive thought is like, oh, what if I just pull my car into oncoming traffic right now? Exactly. What if I walked up and pushed my wife off a cliff right now? <laughs> exactly. What if I drop kicked that kid's baby? <laughs> yes. <laughs> they're, they're normal. Everyone gets them. They're normal thoughts. That's like, it's kind of like your body testing I can't remember. What did I read? It's like your body testing your ability to cope, to ignore like, it's like worst case scenario. Yeah. It's kind of like, Hey, I'm going to throw this at you real quick. How do you react? Mm -hmm. And it just kind of keeps your body and mind in check to like, cause you know, we were prey animals yes. for a long time. We need to survive. Anxiety and so, has done that for us. So yeah, you get anxiety about the lion coming. So intrusive thoughts are kind of like your mind's way of testing you. To mm -hmm. be like, oh, we failed, we're dead. Like, mm -hmm. yeah, kind of like that. So most people have that thought, what if I stored my car into oncoming traffic and then 
they move on with their day. Yeah, you go, <laughs> I, I would have died right there. So people with OCD, which you look at OCD and think, oh, I don't have any obsessive compulsive disorders. I'm not clicking the lights off three times and th- or the world will explode. Yeah. I have zero of that. And it's funny because a uh, podcast reply all, he mentions this in a recent episode that there's a thing called pure O where it's just obsessive. Mm-hmm. And that is so me. And I just read a whole book on intrusive thoughts. And it's basically where you think, what if I swerve my car into oncoming traffic? And then you picture it and you picture what the person looks like as you're the conversation you're going to have if you survive. Or if you die at your funeral and that your husband's going to say, why the fuck did she do that? She Mm -hmm. wasn't suicidal. Something must have gone wrong. But you did it. You did swerve your car. And it's this whole Mm -hmm. thing until you realize 20 minutes has gone by and you're laying in bed wide awake. Mm Mm-hmm. Or, or you're standing in the shower and you notice you're like making like hand gestures, like you're like yes. chewing someone the fuck out and you're oh just like, gosh, yes. and then you stop and you're just like, this served no, <laughs> this, I have this too. This serves no purpose because I'm never going to say this and this is never going to happen. But oh my God, if it did. <laughs> if, it did. <laughs> if someone broke into my house with a gun right now and I happen to be in this place at this time. Or, and- <laughs> The other day, I went down a train of thought like that. They're like, all right. <laughs> I don't know why I went this way. <laughs> all right. I'm going to become the world's best serial killer. <laughs> and my family's never going to find out. Step one. <laughs> I totally have this <laughs> And I'll like walk down and I'll, I'll have to like, like revise. I'm where would like, I put the body? Oh, well, shit. I'm going to have um, step 34. Okay. We're going to have to go back to step. 11. All right, let's start over at step 11. This is where I'm not going to smile at the grocery store clerk. I'm going to say hi to the guy buying the donut. And you just, <laughs> yeah, you just kind of go down this path. Yeah. So that's, that's what I have. I do not have anxiety. And I wonder if my mom has some of that, but she, she legit has anxiety. See, my therapist told me that that was, so I've got bipolar type two and depression and she told me that was that bipolar type two where it's not tied to like anger and emotion it's tied to kind of obtrusive thoughts and obsessive behaviors it's not like a everyone hears bipolar and you think angry happy sad quick changes Mm -hmm. but there's other components bipolar part two it's not that at all and that's what they said that was so they said it was Mm. like a bipolar plus the depression or whatever. That's interesting. We should talk about intrusive thoughts more. Yeah, like... like Not on the podcast, obviously, but just... <laughs> once I once I kind of read what they were and, like, talked to someone about what they were, now I kind of entertain them a little yeah. bit more when they come up, you know, where I'm just like, all right, if I punch my daughter in the face at the checkout line at the grocery store... All right, let's play this out. I've got I've got two minutes. She's checking someone else out. All right, I'll be she's like three foot ten, three foot nine, probably about a hundred pounds. I could probably punch her into the next aisle. <laughs> See, that's where you've because uh, I read the book Overcoming Intrusive Thoughts. That's where you've overcome it because now it's a game. Now it's fun. Now it's an entertainment where it becomes a 
a shit show and keeps you up at night. Because I honestly, I used to like worry. Yes, exactly. Like, holy fuck, am I going to kill myself? Yeah. Am I a serial killer? Am I going to serve in oncoming traffic? I should reassure myself and talk to somebody and ask, have you had that thought? But you've never done it. But what if, and like the reassuring, that just feeds into it. Mm -hmm. Don't do that. And read the book if you're one of these people. But uh, they said, you know when to get help is if you're actually planning these yeah, out. Yeah, once you, once you take a step towards it. Or you're thinking, if my wife says this one more time, I'm going to punch her in the face. Yeah, like if you're making a plan. Like, yeah. Stop. Or because or, some people have pedophile thoughts, which thank God I'm not one of those because I feel so bad for those people. Because mm -hmm. then they, they worry. I read about one girl who didn't have kids like until she was in her mid thirties or something. And cause she was so scared cause she kept having those pedophile thoughts. Oh really? Which is so sad. And she ended up having three kids and overcoming it and being awesome. But, uh, you know that there's a problem if you're looking at stuff online, that's like underage stuff. Yeah. That's, that's too far. That's when you do have like a problem that you need to seek professional help. With. I was reading about, there's like a, I can't remember who did it. They did a study with like virtual reality where they took, some of these people's like intrusive thoughts that started to become more and they put them in a virtual reality situation where they confront that thing they're thinking about doing. Oh man, that'd be so interesting. And they like, I think the results were like 70 or 80%, like never had those intrusive thoughts again. You know, wow. they put people in a position where, you know, they could access child pornography right there mm -hmm. and people felt disgusted. Or, yeah. look, here's you on top of a building, and you can't jump. And this is just virtual reality. You're fine. Yeah. There was one guy that kept, couldn't get over the thought, this is from the book, that he was going to hang himself all the time. He And he was scared of ropes. And he got to the point where he finally bought a rope and kept it in his car. He'd keep one with him at his house. And, and he, whenever the thought would come, he would think, yeah, it's possible I could hang myself. That's Anything's crazy. possible. Sure, it could happen. You never know. And like just kept acting like it was such a mundane thing yeah. that he got over it. But if you're afraid of ropes and if you're, you know, it's, it's, yeah, it's a fine balance. So I've had to, I've had to kind of use the like entertain your intrusive thoughts thing with, at work. Cause I'll get, I'll get like really, I wouldn't say anxiety, but I murderous get rage. Close. I, I like really second guess myself mm. and I'm like, is this my, is this the best art I can put out? Is this the best I can do? And I panic about it and I hold it back and I like wait hours before like sending it through. Cause I'm so worried that I've had to like play through like, all right, what if they don't like it? What if they think it's a piece of shit mm -hmm. and it's the worst ever? I'll just restart. Oh, that's not, it's not so bad. Yeah. All right. And I've, <laughs> and I've had to do that cause I don't know, work, there's always work drama. Yeah. Um, and it's kind of stressful right now for me. So being able to be like, who cares? Honestly, who cares? Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's, that's kind of funny. That, yeah, like the other night I was in the shower arguing <laughs> with, I can't remember who I was arguing with. It was like an employee at a store that I hadn't even been to in a week. It was just, <laughs> just like. Or the worst is when you almost start crying because you've pictured 
your kid doing something and now mm -hmm. they're dead and you're at their funeral Mine's, and you're, why am I doing this to myself? What's weird is mine isn't that. Mine is like the opposite. Like I'll get like a brief, like I, I never thought I'd be able to have custody of my daughter. I never thought that was something that would happen. I thought I'd just be screwed over by the system. And so I'll, I'll like think of like something really cool we could do together and I'll start crying. <laughs> On, I swear to God. And I'll have to That's stop and adorable. be like, Stop! Like you're not even doing it. The rest like, of us all look like assholes with our intrusive thoughts. But like yours are cute. Like like when I went to Mikkel when we bought uh, tickets to go see Aubrey's favorite band AJR, and I was telling Mikkel about, it, I was like crying as I was like trying to tell her, <laughs> and I'm like I'm not I'm not sad. I'm trying to tell you. I'm just going to be really excited to like be at the concert and hang out with her. <laughs> and it was like the same thing like when we went to Disneyland. Like, uh, and I was like. I'm crying because, like, a lot of the stuff is stuff my parents could never do for us. Aww. And I get to do it for her. And I get to experience that with her. And so, like, <laughs> like yeah, I'll just be sitting down. Or, like, every one of those, like, here's your military mom surprising you at your yeah. assembly. I, yeah, I can't watch any of those. See, those are plans you want to do, though. So yeah. I don't know if I'd consider those intrusive thoughts. But they're still, yeah. it's still cool. But... I think everyone's thoughts can overtake them emotionally, Easily. like you're saying. Yeah. And so to have these intrusive, horrible thoughts and to let that do it to yourself is exhausting. Well, we've had to tell Aubrey with her emotions, just like, look, you don't have to feel the emotion that's coming up right now. You don't have to feel that right now. If it's not helpful right now for you to be sad, then tell yourself not to be sad. It's not helpful. And mm -hmm. you, you can always be sad later. Like maybe anger makes more sense right now and use that and use that anger to help you to do something else. But you, yeah, you got to like find that emotion, figure out if it's like worth it or not and let it go. Mm -hmm. And if you're feeling that emotion about intrusive thoughts like that, like you got to tell yourself, it's just not, this isn't helpful right now. Yeah, It's not helpful for me to imagine stabbing my boss while we're in this meeting right now <laughs> because I accidentally stabbed my hand in real life. So <laughs> yeah there's a there's a really good show on netflix called afterlife with Ricky hey Gervais. we watched that the first season it's so good the second season i'm like four two episodes into the second season I ironically think. my therapist told us to watch that it's like like because i started i started watching the first season um right when i was in like the deepest part of my depression last year mm -hmm. and kind of walking with like Ricky Gervais as he goes through this path from like losing his wife to like, all right, I'm not going to kill myself. But all the way through that, he's, he's like, I'm going to kill myself today. I'm yeah. going, I want to overdose on crazy drugs. I've never done. I need to find a drug dealer. And yeah, it's a, it's a good show. Like dark humor. If you like dark, yeah, dark, humor. dark Ricky Gervais humor, yeah. but it's, it's really good. And it, it kind of helped show me that like, it's a path. Depression is a path. Anxiety is a path. You've got to walk the path. And there's going to be a lot of highs and there's going to be lows. And, you know, yeah. you just got to, but yeah, that's funny you guys watch that. Yeah. Cool. Well, I forgot what your thing was about. Was it a one up? <laughs> <laughs> it was a game over by my mom. Oh, and yeah. Her anxiety and her subliminal messages in the Disney calls. Yeah, that's right. This is for your mom. Game over. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.
All right, dude. <laughs> we have a, the toilet paper award that we're going to send out to whoever wins the social distancing. And this is where you no longer have to stand six feet so apart. So we're looking for a date. Mm-hmm. A date when they're going to lift the social distancing six foot apart rule, which is going to be one of the last rules that we get rid of is the social distancing rule. So the date that that gets rescinded in the country. Yeah, I was super over optimistic on mine. I picked October 31st. Do you know why I picked October 31st? I picked June 17th. Yeah. And actually, my husband saw, because Cody bought the little toilet paper award, and my husband asked if he could just keep it because he was (laughs) so impressed by it because it's so cool. And I told him, no, you have to win it, but Cody's nice and gave it to him. Yeah, I'll just reprint another one. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, so let us know. Um, can I do my I'm not crying, you're not crying? Oh, yeah. I'm not crying. I'm sweating through my eyes. I have crippling depression. There it is. Oh, it's my favorite. I love it. Um, mine's kind of just, I'd say this is like, this isn't something I did or something someone else did. This is just kind of like the situation like, watching my daughter go through like coronavirus and like being locked in her, you know, you mean quarantine. Yeah. Okay. yeah. She doesn't have coronavirus, <laughs> but, but go I thought th- I missed something. like, I mean like coronavirus as an event, um, you, you know, we're quarantined in our little apartment. All she can't. I went through that event. Uh, it was quite an event. <laughs> Jen's going to make me look like an asshole. No matter what I say right now. <laughs> I don't think I can get away from it, but it's, it's hard. It's, I mean, it's hard on me, you know, and it's gotta be even harder for her. She's a kid, only kid. There's no other kids in her house. She can't see her friends. Mm -hmm. She has to do school at home. And so like watching her like have to like adjust, it's been really hard. I'm sure it's hard for all the, all the parents out there, Mm -hmm. you know, we're, no one's been through this. There's no one who can give us guidance and comfort on what's going to come next and how it's all going to go. Yeah. And right now, there's no definitive answers on any, anything. And everything's just kind of up to whatever's going to happen is going to happen. And we do the feel best that. we can. I didn't feel anything. Jen thinks we had an earthquake. I think we had an earthquake. I don't think we had an earthquake. These didn't move. And these things, this is the crappiest, this is the crappiest mic stand ever it's made. It's still kind of wiggling. Look at it. It's because I'm talking at it. <laughs> my breath is so strong. <laughs> I'm going to look it up later. I don't think we had an earthquake, Jen. Anyways, <laughs> back to talking about how Sorry. sensitive some people are <laughs> to like seeing things. And, um, yeah, so just kind of watching her go through the adjustment of what is coronavirus and uh she uh she came to me uh last night um before bed or whatever and she's like she's like dad uh i gotta go pick up my stuff from school thursday and i was like i was like yeah i know i read the i read the email with you you have to go thursday and i gotta clean out your desk and clean out your locker and grab your stuff she's like yeah and i was like this might be the last time you walk in that building she was like, oh, I know. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, are you going to be okay? And she's like, well, I've been texting my grandma Kim, and I told her that, like, when I go, I might sit down on my desk and pretend it's just a normal 
day. Oh, I was like, that's oh. so sad. I was like, oh, bug. Oh. I call her bug. <laughs> and I was just like, I was just like, bug, like, it'll be hard, but you've got so many, like, new and exciting things coming up. You know, you're going to start middle school and, you know, that building will always be there. And you'll all, it'll always be your elementary school and it's always going to be, like, a place for you there. And she was like, no, I'm talking about my friends. And I was like, oh, fuck. Mm, that's so sad. But, yeah, so Thursday, you know, going to have to go with her to clean it all out. And Do they get to actually go in the school? The yeah, so they only allow four four kids per class at a time. Uh, and they have to go in, and they can't, like, be next to each other. And they have to, like, completely clean out their desk and completely clean out their locker. But, so, that's yeah. That's been, it sounds stupid, but that's been... One of the hardest parts about this for me is the physical contact being gone. Mm -hmm. And I've always been a fairly big hugger, but I didn't realize how much of mm -hmm. a hugger I was until I now can't. Yeah, we, we, saw my, we saw my dad. My dad ended up adopting the cat we were fostering. And it was yes. weird to like, yeah, like... I come from a big line of huggers. We all hug. Like, as kids, if we're at, like, a family gathering, you go around and you give everyone a hug mm -hmm. before you leave. That's just yeah. what you do. And Mikhail's family is not like that, but they're getting around to that because that's what I just had Aubrey do. Like, all right, give everyone loves. Let's go. Mm -hmm. And, yeah, it's just weird, like, seeing your parents not being able to, like, hug them. You know, my dad's, you know – above the age range where it's dangerous for him and my yeah. grandma's you know been in and out of the hospital the last last few years and it's just yeah i'd rather have them alive than yeah and even friends i have friends uh like one of my employees just quit recently and i went and met him to pick up the keys and stuff from work because we were furloughed for a little bit and I saw him and I didn't give him a hug and it was weird and it's just, well, see ya. Yeah. And you have to stand away and I was wearing a mask the whole time and it's just not, it's so not normal. Or like, or like when we met to like exchange stuff for game night. Oh yeah. Or both it was just like, both the masks, yeah. super quick. Like yeah. when I dropped the stuff off for, you know, Gary, he came out and we were like 30 feet away yelling at each other. <laughs> How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Okay, cool. It's so awkward. I'm, I miss the normalcy of the, just hanging out. The hardest part for me is with, with my ADD and my depression, and it's really easy for me to just not do things. Mm. I'll just work, and then when that's done, I'll just kind of sit and not do anything because there's nothing requiring me to like get up and get out yeah and actually do something that the days just melt together mm. and so like today was really nice i had a doctor's appointment so i gotta get out and go and yeah. then we had a podcast the rest of my week's just dead i have a virtual doctor's appointment thursday have, have you had one before no so i've had i've had three of them so far like, it's kind of funny because Mikkel knows the doctors that we're doing the video stuff with. And all, all the doctors except for one have been, like, real professional, whatever. But the, the the one doctor I met with, Blast, he's just, like, college kid, just graduated. He's wearing his UCLA sweatshirt. <laughs> you know, he's younger than, you know, probably a good decade younger than I am, if not more. <laughs> That's so weird. You know, and he's just like, what's up, man? I was like, not much. He's like, all right, tell me what's going on. I was like, sis, he's like, 
all right, I'm going to go talk to the doctor. I'll be back. You know, then he calls me back. There's I'm having female issues. So oh, I really? Told, I have a quarantine queen group on Marco Polo. <laughs> as you know, your wife is one of them. Yeah. And we talk all the time. And it's I was so telling them I have a virtual. Annoying. Because. <laughs> you hear my voice every day. If you don't know Marco Polo, basically it's like a, it's like a video walkie talkie that's <laughs> not real time. It's like video messages. Yeah. It's like, it's like, yeah, video messaging. But I'll I'll just I'll be in a, a different room and then I'll hear like Jen's voice, like normal speed. Then all of a sudden, <laughs> and then Dina's voice, <laughs> and then it'll be like nothing. Then all of a sudden, Mikhail's like, "Yeah, me too." <laughs> and I'm like, "Who are you talking to?" She's like, "No one." I was like, "Then why'd you say yeah, me too?" Oh, I'm ta- talking to your friends on the phone. <laughs> Good lord, that's why we have text messaging. It's so long, though, to do in a text, and I miss <laughs> people's faces. I want to see their face and see how they're doing. Like, there was one day where one of the girls, I'm not going to call you out, but you know who you are. She, like, she had said in text that she was having, like, a hell of a day, and then I saw her in person, and she was, like, pale. You could tell she'd been, like, on the verge of just bawling, and it was earthquake time. <laughs> And if I hadn't seen her, I would have just been, oh, sorry, yeah, this is hard. But when I saw her, I was like, holy holy shit, what do you need? (laughs) (laughs) Let me help you. What can we do? (laughs) Code red. So it is very different seeing them and talking to them. By the way, when yours speeds up, because my husband does this to me, it's hard to listen at two times the speed. I'd prefer one and a half, but there's no option. It's just two times are normal. And I'll click on that, so you have to really pay attention because. And Steve will do that so loud <laughs> while I'm trying to fucking listen, and I have to rewind it by thirty seconds, and I end up putting headphones on half the time because he just thinks it's. Then he got what he wanted. Yeah, probably. Yeah, I wish we could. But then he chimes in all the time, so if he really wanted me to wear headphones, then would he be like, "Why is she doing that way? Why doesn't she do this?" <laughs> Oh, anyway, this whole long story. (laughs) Virtual doctor's appointment Thursday with my OBGYN because I'm having issues. And so all the girls are going to, like, he's going to make you spread on camera. (laughs) Like, no, he's not. But they're giving me a bunch of shit that that's going to happen. You totally will. You'll you'll totally have to. Oh, yeah. I'll have to buy some homemade A big group Zoom chat. (laughs) Yeah. Let me get another doctor in on this conference call. Mikkel was saying that at our hospital, they might keep doing this and move a lot of people to I think a lot will it makes sense here's the, like I had to have I had to have x-rays had my x-rays read and have an appointment and they said you can come in and get x-rays anytime you don't need an appointment what just pop in and I was like oh sweet so when I had time I just left home and went and said hey I'm here for x-rays and they literally pulled me back in I left and then I had my video appointment later which that's amazing you can do it on your phone. You can be anywhere. Yeah. Like, please don't have one of those in public and not have headphones in. Like, <laughs> I don't want to know about, like, your gonorrhea reinfection from Mardi Gras four this years ago. This hemorrhoid flare-up is the worst I've had. <laughs> but, no, I think they're really nice. They cut down on a lot of time that doctors, like, doctors have to spend a lot of time writing charts and coding and mess with insurance. The less time they spend with us face-to-face, the easier their jobs are. Yeah. But, yeah, it's it's really nice. Like I I feel like it I feel like it puts your medical provider kind
kind of on the same level as you, which some people would argue isn't good. Like, that's why we call them doctors, so that they are above. But I don't know, it's kind of nice to just be able to pop in five minutes, be like, hey, this is what I got going on. Sweet. I'll have a physical therapist call you tomorrow. Yeah. It's and great. a lot of, some doctors do like that stigma, but most of them don't. Yeah. They don't like how, it, is it in, interpersonal? Does that mean not personal? I keep wanting to say that. Interpersonal is between people. So it would be not interpersonal. I don't know what you're trying to say. <laughs> Just the opposite of personal. Not personal. <laughs> <laughs> that. Yep. You go. <laughs> but no, I think those appointments are great, and I hope they keep them up. I th- I, uh, I think they will. Because, like, yeah, I mean, you can have your appointment at work. You don't have to get up and leave. You don't have to worry about taking time off. You don't have to worry about... Yeah. You just pop into a break room real quick. I think they only haven't done it sooner because my clinic, I work for a dental place, so busy that, uh, sure, we would love to do virtual consultations. Who's going to set it up? nobody has time to yeah. set that up. Guess who suddenly got time to set them up? The I whole did. damn world. I set them all up from start to finish. Which, I like your swag. Looks Thanks. really good. Yeah, I wonder who designed, did the logo. designed that. Kind yeah, of. people asked me, actually, someone asked me today who if I did the logo. No. <sighs> said no oh i'm like man but my friend did yo <laughs> what were we talking about <laughs> everything mm. oh who are we talking about what the hell like when Something. before uh, <laughs> <laughs> before we went on our tangent or we ended up talking about doctor's appointments well, welcome back, folks. Um, Hi. Folks, I think that'll do it for us today. Oh, you have until May 25th to submit your social distancing end date to hello at unqualifiedbaranding.com. Otherwise, you cannot win this awesome trophy. I'm already not going to win because June 17th is. And here's the thing we're going to have to like really remember that this contest is still going depending on how long this thing goes. Yeah. 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 I'm going to put that on you because I'm not going to do it. I put it at the bottom of our episode. Oh, nice. Sweet. So it'll just keep moving with us. Little housekeeping on the episode. Woo woo. Well, stay safe. Yeah. Keep following the easy, simple things you can do to keep everyone safe. Social distance, throw a mask on. Wash your fucking hands. Wash your hands. Look. I've been read so much about people just like, oh, if I just had hand sanitizer, everyone needs. You don't need hand sanitizer. Just wash your hands. You yes, soap and water. Stay six feet away from people. Wear a mask outside. The mask isn't for you. The mask is for everyone else. You don't know if you're carrying it. Old people have to go to the store too. Yeah, and love your family. Yeah, give them mask kisses and respect them and their time. And. Podcast over. Wait, what do we normally say? Uh, you've oh, you have <laughs> Have I been doing that? I don't know. If oh, no. I don't know if I've been doing that. I don't think. I kept just thinking, stay sexy and don't get murdered. Because <laughs> that's, that's the podcast I listen to almost every day for the last month. Yeah. You have survived another fortnight of parenting. Later, folks.